0: Tweet at Miriam O'Call. Well, I'm joined now in our studio ten by one of Ireland's most distinguishable voices and most loved artists. With a career spanning twenty five years, he's just released his new album. Echo On. Jack Lukeman, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you doing? Are you still trying to tune in there? Are you happy for us to have a go?
1: I think I'm, I'm, I'm as good as I'm going to be. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Well listen, we're going to chat in a moment but first taken from your new album, Echo On, this is Battle of the Hawthorne Trees.
1: Bless me mother for you know I sin i spent all my money on these brittle things bless the kingdom that we've built on sand all oh, the world right there in your hand bless the blackbird in the hawthorn tree she waits for the blooming of the red berry Look about
0: Singing live, singing live at 22.11 on a Sunday morning. Your voice is beautiful. Actually, I was saying earlier to Cora, my producer, you have the perfect soothing voice for this Sunday morning, given everything that's gone on in our country. Tell me about that beautiful song, Jack.
1: What's it about? Oh, the Battle of the Hawthorne Trees is, is pretty much one of those ones that came about during the whole lockdown thing where across the road from me, there was a hawthorn tree and I had the time for the first time in God knows many years to s- sit there and see it go from the beautiful, you know, uh, white angel it is in the in the summer when it blooms pink or white depending on which way they go and then uh, into, you know, in the winter it's a very Irish thing, those you know, those skeleton kind of black silhouettes yeah. and then it, it has the berries on it this time of the year, the red berries that feed the birds and I, uh, it just became the great picture of resilience and and uh, I think the hawthorn Tree very much so represents Irish people because it's tough, you know, mm. and then it can and also, you know, you think it's down and then suddenly it comes back in this beautiful uh, uh, colour.
0: Yeah, beautiful. How did you find lockdown?
1: You know, I actually had a, you know, I got online and I start playing these regular Saturday nights and it became a thing where everybody met up. And that, and every week I would do different artists, so I would learn different songs. So I just occupied my mind. I did. So I made a lockdown album. I made a short movie. Um, I really dived into the, uh, the the tech side of things. I'd never done a live stream before that, and uh, so yeah. So I had be- begun recording this new album, Echo one before the the, the, the the pandemic, and and then I wrote more songs. So it's kind of post pandemic too. Um, And uh, yeah, then coming out of it, I was just going to come back with this album. And I've done the Tree Arena on November 25th as a big kind of comeback thing. And uh, yeah, it's just fantastic to be back out and about.
0: Our listeners love you. Uh, Wow, what a voice. It must be 20 years. You can tell us whether it is or not, Jack, or more since Georgie Boy and Jack's incredible voice is sounding as powerful as ever. Mary says, Miriam, thrilled to hear Jack on your show this morning. I just love his new album and can't wait to see him in the Three Arena, as he said. November the 5th, isn't it, as his shows? 25th, yeah. November the 25th, as his shows are just amazing. Now, you dedicated this new album, didn't you, to a good friend of yours, Jack? You lost recently.
1: Yeah, my musical partner, Derry Cronin, uh, who was with me for like 15 years. And just before we started recording, he just died suddenly. Um, fantastic guy, you know, arranger, he arranged all, this, all all my other albums, a lot of the stuff he would have done, um, so complete shock, and uh, so yeah, the whole idea of Echo One, the album Echo One, is that all the music we make, everything we do, echoes on, you can look at it from a, a maths point of view, or you can look at it from a mystical point of view, both science and spiritualism tell us that, everything you do echoes on, you know, uh, through all eternity you know they say if you Mm. ring a bell it goes on forever so all the music he made goes on forever and it's it's uh you know it's it's fantastic from the lockdown as well derek used to join me we would do duets so i have these wonderful um videos of him playing piano with me you know just him on the screen so hopefully uh he'll be joining us in the three arena on the screen and he'll play again you know so Um, hello to his wife, Aoife, and all the family.
0: And when you say that, it's just interesting in the day that's in it. And I was talking, obviously, to Father John Joe Duffy earlier. But the idea, I suppose, that all we do in life, that it echoes on. Are you? Are you quite? Are you a spiritual person?
1: Oh, very much so. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I've uh, like everybody else was brought up Catholic, and then I just delved into all religions. And uh, then you look at them all, and you. Uh, you realise that nobody really knows what's going on, but they're good. They're good <laughs> scaffolding uh, yeah. for uh, you know. It's all metaphor, and uh, life is sometimes like a lucid dream. Um, I but yeah, I would be. I would be uh, very tuned into. I believe I am a a, a a a spirit experiencing the world in a material body, which maybe somewhere in some other realm I've chosen to do. I don't know.
0: <laughs> do you think we go anywhere? When we leave
1: this world, I, th- I mean, science would tell you there's you know multiverses, all that kind of stuff. So it's all happening anyway, some, somewhere else. Maybe you do go somewhere. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, is the is the brain a radio receiving a transmission? You know, maybe all these things sound crazy, but science and spiritualism kind of join at a certain point where they say we don't know.
0: The great thing, of course, about somebody like you, an artist with great music, is it lives on anyway. I mean, it's incredibly, I think it's your 15th studio album, this one, Jack. does it seem like a lifetime, look, even referring back to our earlier text, has passed since the relief of your first solo album, I think, the acclaimed Metropolis Blue. Does it seem a long time
1: ago or not? Well, I mark, the only way I can mark my life sadly is via albums when they're <laughs> recorded and stuff you know it goes like that and I've kind of just got on this I, I was always obsessed with music and always obsessed with making music and writing and all that so it's just been a train I got on and uh, somehow it's still going and I'm happy about that and you kind of make as much music as you can um, while you're here and uh, you know I've been lucky to be gifted with a voice and be able to make music so I just want to do for other people what music does for me, which is lift me up to a higher kind of realm when I'm singing or when I'm listening to it, you know. So I just want to do that for other people.
0: Remind people where and how you began your career, Jack.
1: Uh, well, busking pretty much so, you know. Uh, I, I kind of, uh, we got a family business, a garage business outside of Tide. It's been there since my great-grandfather's time. And uh, Did you like, work in it? Yeah, I did, did the mechanics for a few years. I didn't finish my trade, but I, I kind of, ran off uh, to Europe and started busking. And that was kind of where I, I suppose, for any musician, learning that you can survive as a musician is the big jump, you know. Uh, So that kind of uh, kicked it off. And then I just started, come back here to and start playing at clubs in Dublin and uh, it kind of, it's, uh, I just, I'm still busking, basically, that's how I see it. I'll be busking in the tree Arena on November the 25th.
0: <laughs> and during the summer, you were actually touring with Jules Holland and Sting. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, well, uh, um yeah, well, management in the UK got me, uh, got my stuff to both uh, Jules and uh, Sting and uh, yeah, I've been lucky to play with Jules and playing with him again in, in um Uh, December around the UK and I was lucky to go to Germany and open for staying and it was just lovely to meet him because you know we had all the the police uh, records when I was younger so to meet these people and he's a lovely guy completely I mean everybody's just a person you know and uh, so you know once again it's like a lucid dream you're you're kind of meeting people going wow didn't I see you on top of the pops 30 years
0: ago And, but it, is it kind of uh, an amazing experience then that you watched him on Top of the Pops and then you end up actually touring with him or not?
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. I mean, what was amazing was he he, he knew my name and came over and said, how are you, Jack? And I said, how are you, Sting? And uh, just that alone, it's like one of those dreams you have. So, uh, yeah. And of course
0: and his son, Joe, had support- Joe
1: had supported me, yeah, in, uh, in New York in the Mercury Lounge a few years back. So I knew Joe and uh, yeah, it was great to see the family, yeah.
0: Yeah. And when you uh, began your career, did you always want to write your own songs as well as perform? Because you have this, obviously, a very distinctive, beautiful voice. So That's you could have just been a performer.
1: Yeah, no, I always had, yeah, the the desire, you know, instead of when I was supposed to be studying, I'd be writing forlorn uh, teenage poems. I've got, <laughs> I've got books and books of them um, uh, somewhere. Ever published them? God no, uh, but but so I always had this yeah just desire to, and I found that a fantastic uh, kind of you know therapy for just just getting out all those anguish you have and confusion of growing up, uh, writing down you know just uh, you know I, I suppose I created my own world in my head or you you always try to uh, you know sh- shine you're trying to to, to make the, the mundane magic um, is I suppose the the, the uh, Task of any artist.
0: And when you were growing up in a thigh, actually, because I often ask performers who become super talented and do very well if your musical talent was spotted young. Like, was it spotted by a family member? Was it spotted by a teacher? Were you always musical?
1: Yeah no I was I, I, I was I always had a nice boy soprano voice when I was younger and then when it broke I remember in music class everybody would laugh when I sang because it was so low I was <laughs> Darth Vader yeah, when was I was a <laughs> t- teenage Darth Vader and uh, but yeah no we would have fam- you know family get-togethers always ended up and sing songs as is the way and my father is a great voice and it was just a massive love of music and fun and crack and so yeah from there I suppose I noticed that people would react when I would sing and uh, you know uh, I, I suppose I've got a, a loud voice. So, you, uh, yeah, and, and then I just enjoy doing it. I mean, f- the physical act of singing is is, is, a, is a, a really nice thing to do. The endorphins and just uh, the places you go, you know, it's like standing in the eye of a storm. It's a bit like flying when you're holding a note, you know. Um, so, yeah, from there and uh, just, yeah, a love of music in the family and, uh, yeah, just always been obsessed with it.
0: And do you find you enjoy what you do as much as ever or more? You know, some people, when they get older, they get more, more yeah. relaxed. Well, it's yeah. the
1: exper- with experience, you know, you learn how to enjoy it and not to worry about silly things. Whereas as a, you're just trying to find your way when you start out. And, you know, it's fantastic to have so many albums and be able to do a set of song where, you know, every song is kind of uh, just really solid because you've got a good choice to pick from but uh, yeah it's like any craftsperson I suppose as they get older they they can they, 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 I suppose it, maybe it looks easy but you kind of just learn how to do it and mm. uh, do it right
0: and when you're playing Dublin's 3 Arena on November the 25th is that terrifying to play such a big venue or do you like it just as much maybe as the smaller venues or is it a different experience
1: well every gig is individual yeah i mean i don't i i I try not to get intimidated by any gig because i think to be calm people always say to be nervous and you're always going to be a little bit nervous but i think the more calm you are the better you sing you know because the first thing to go when you get nervous is your voice so i always try to be as calm as possible so i approach every gig like it's another gig really um but obviously, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a big show, but thankfully, um, you know, I play a lot of, you know, opening for a lot of uh, uh, people in big venues, so I'm kind of used to the big venues in that respect. But uh, yeah, and it's kind of, I'm doing it, you know, it's, it's kind of in around 25 years I've been doing this, so um, it's a bit of a celebration um, of all that, so I've got lots of uh, cool guests to be announced and everything.
0: Jack is a thigh's favourite son, says Brian, texting, wonderful artist. You, you're so associated with a thigh. Do you get how much?
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm not far from it. I mean, Great. I just over-straded <laughs> the direction there. So, uh, yeah, I love, I mean, I love the fact that, um, you know, my family have been, for generations, have lived uh, around the town. So, you know, you know all the, um, yeah. it's, it's your tribe, I suppose. And the more you travel, the more you realise, you know, everybody who's travelling is looking for what you've got at home, really, you know.
0: Helen Portleach says, what a genuine guy. I love Jack's music, Miriam. He's like a balm for the soul, which obviously is great this morning. Jack, obviously your tickets for your concert in Dublin's 3 Arena on November the 25th. They're available from Ticketmaster and all other outlets. Your album Echo On is out now. You're actually going to play another song for us. You're going to play, you were going to play a different song for us, Jack. But because of Chrysler, you feel you've changed that and you're going to sing a song which you think is very appropriate given, increase. So tell me about it. This is called the Winterling.
1: Yeah, well, the Winterling is kind of it's it's a it's a feeling, I suppose, and it's about uh, you know when grieving that part of the person that you hold inside. Uh, f- you know, that's just a, for all eternity, um, uh, the kind of private grief, I suppose.
0: Lots of texts in as well, which I don't have time to read really about Father John Joe Duff. We spoke to him earlier, just people saying how important he is to the Cresla era. Jack Lukeman, as ever, thank you so much.
1: Thank you very for much. For
0: being my guest this morning. And you're going to sing for us now this beautiful song for the people of Creesla, The Winterling. Mm.
1: you my you my Beautiful, chocolate
0: Thanks so much.